the day I waited at an open for inspection for 18 weeks. Correct. 18 weeks. Um, many of you may or may not know that I got into real estate in 1987. And in 1987, the market went crazy. Guys and girls, I don't know if anyone... Hey, Grant, how are you going from Bar? I don't know if anyone was in... Um, hey, Emil, how are you going? I don't know if anyone was in real estate in 1987. If you were, you know, do a shout out here. Let me know. I was in real estate in 1987, showing my age here. And um, prices doubled in a year. Correct. They doubled. So imagine a house worth 800 and it went to 1.6. And in fact, what actually happened was that my initiation to real estate was during the boom. And what would happen is the market was so hot, it was so crazy that buyers used to walk into the office, you would take a $20 deposit off them and you would give them a key. They would take that key and then drive to the property, look at it, and come back and give you what was known then as a 0.25% deposit. Hi to everyone. By the way, if I sort of don't say hi back, it's because I've sort of missed your name or I'm focusing on what I want to say. So I want to let you know in 1988, as I'm in real estate and it's booming and all you're doing is giving keys out to people and people are taking those keys and um, buying property. And then all of a sudden, the market crashes. And when I say the market crashes, I'm saying to you, it was far worse than now. Let me give you an example. Interest rates were 17, 18%. There was no buyers, and it hit me for a six. It's like my second year in real estate, and I'm doing an open for inspection on a property in, I think, was Rogers Avenue, Roselands, and I did an open house for 18 weeks, and no one came along. And then what happened is one day a car pulls up while I'm doing the open for inspection, and I thought to myself, hooray, there's a buyer. And the car slowly just pulled up in front of the house. They put their window down and they asked me, did I know? Yeah, Roger Street. Thanks, Peter. It was Roger Street, Roselands. And the guy asked me whether I knew the directions to get to Roseland Shopping Centre, Right. That was the only person, the only person that came over for like around four to five months. So let's fast forward. It stayed bad. Interest rates were high. But this is the first time I learned how to sell. You see, I shifted from an open for inspection model and I moved into an inspect by appointment model. And what I would do is I learned that if you did it intelligently, you could actually convert more sales because what I would do is I'd have an appointment, say, at 4 o'clock. And then what I would do is I'd have another appointment at the property at 
and then I'd have another appointment at the property at 4.30. So what you had was social proof and fear of loss because people would come along and think, hey, if I don't buy it, there's someone else that's looking at this property and seeing is believing. And it got to the stage where I actually learned how to create urgency in a non-urgent market. And I have to tell you, I did so well that I actually earned enough money to actually go off and set up my own office at the age of 22. And I've got to tell you, when the market picked up, I made fistfuls of cash that I could only dream of, you know. Um, Me and my business partner, who's uh, still one of my closest mates to this day, um, just did incredibly well because we were small, but we were fast. And I will tell you, in a marketplace that is um, so sensitive, fast beats big. Fast beats big. Remember that. And that's why I actually think there's been a few salespeople, particularly in markets in the city, your um, your Sydneys, your Melbournes, and to a less extent, your Brisbane's. And these salespeople have been carrying a lot of fat. And what I mean they've been carrying a lot of fat, hey, Sam Varica, what, what I mean they've been carrying a lot of fat is that they've had a strategy which is you do your open house, you open the doors, you let people through, and the people that want it buy it. And all of a sudden, that model has been taken away. For those in New Zealand, of course, you really don't have any model at the moment apart from being held up inside your unit and sowing seeds with people at a time that uh, are potentially going to be doing less business, as everyone is. So let me move on and tell you some of the, you know, psychology that we were doing back then. For instance, if someone would call to make an appointment to see a property, we would say, hey, listen, I'm letting you know that this is one of our listings at the moment that's got a high level of activity on it. I will meet you there at four o'clock, but I am letting you know that there is parties that are on this property right now. So what you would do, oops, so what you would do is you essentially was creating a sale. You were doing your educating from the time you got the phone call, right? That is, you had to become street smart, right? Because what we were doing then is we were really prospecting for buyers. That's what we would do. We would be out there, like, you know how the typical model is that you're prospecting for listings. We were prospecting for buyers and we would try and close buyers by creating social proof and urgency. And I think that as we move forward and what appears to be good news in Australia, at least, because that's what I followed the most, is it appears that we're in a far better situation with COVID-19 than say a week or two weeks ago. And for me, it basically means is that the model that we're currently working in, which is that you're going to operate without open for inspections and big crowded auctions, is that we're going to go forward. And by the way, everyone that's watching this um, today, on Sunday night, Tune in tonight at 8.30. I've got Louis Christopher. I've got Louis Christopher who... 
is the only guy that said to me in January, I am worried about COVID-19 and real estate. This is in January. He's a very accurate forecaster, and he's going to be... Oops. Sorry, guys. Let me just move this. He's going to be... Um, he's going to be on my show tonight uh, on the Sunday Night Rant, going to talk about what real estate is going to look like in the next few months and what will real estate look like at the end of the lockdowns. And we're going to talk about turnover. We're going to talk about prices. We're going to talk about what's actually really happened. And look, you know, I had an auctioneer ring me up today and he said, you ain't doing any favours posting things like you posted today about, you know, auction clearance rates. Well, listen, I've built a business model by telling people what they need to hear, not what they like to hear. I've built a business model of telling people the truth. My model is about authenticity. Hey, it doesn't suit my model either. It's not good for me having an auction clearance rate that is low. But I've got to tell you, you can't dodge the truth. The data doesn't lie, right? And I'm keeping an open mind on all things online at the moment. I'm keeping an open mind on online auctions. And to me, let me be clear, at the moment, the few agents that are using online auctions have told me very clear, The attractive bit to them is a deadline date to call action on the buyer. That's what it is. The other reason why they're doing online auctions at the moment is that they can actually be a little bit unclear on price guides, right? And they can actually work on what the market is saying. So that's why they're doing it. They're not actually doing it for a reason that they're going to have seven people or 10 people fighting over a property. I think uh, you don't have to be Einstein to work out that that is not what is happening at the moment. Anyway, guys and girls, hey, Shane Beaumont. Mate, I've got to get Shane Beaumont. We've got to have you online either this week or next week because this guy is using... No inspections on properties to still vendor manage. No inspections on properties to still vendor manage. And uh, he uses realestate.com reporting to show a vendor that they're overpriced even if you don't get inspections on a property. And he does it in a very sophisticated way. As Sam Varicus says, you know, deadline selling, whether it's expressions by interest, right, um, or, or auctions, that's the attraction right now. It's not like there's some sort of digital technology that all of a sudden continues where auctions left off. I believe that online auction software will become a complement to the auction system in the future. It's definitely not even remotely looking at replacing it. Guys and girls, 8.30 tonight, Sydney time. Tune in. You are getting education at its highest from one of the greatest that I know using economics to forecast what real estate is going to look like. I'm signing off. Have a great day.